Friends, this conversation was actually recorded earlier this year. Raven makes reference to songs that she has already recorded and released. But in the interview, it sounds as if she's currently recording and about to release. I just wanted to update you on that. You should still go support her music and enjoy this episode. It's really good. From Luminary, this is Karamo, a podcast. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Karamo. This is a show where I will guide you in having those hard conversations with yourself around those challenging and sometimes difficult topics affecting your life so that you feel comfortable and confident in engaging in that same hard conversation with others. So let's get into today's show because this is a subject that I'm really passionate about. If you ever watch me on Queer Eye, you know I'm all about the emotions and I'm all about getting vulnerable and getting to the core of what's happening. And in my profession, it's okay. I can talk about it, working in social services before I got on television and also now being in television. I've always crafted a career where me talking about emotions and what I'm feeling when other people's is feeling was acceptable. But what I realized is that's not true for most people at work. Most people have a feeling that they have to hide their emotions, that they can't really express what they're feeling at work out of a fear that people are going to judge them or criticize them or treat them a certain way. And that fear is especially compounded for women. Women, we obviously know if they show any type of emotion at work, they get labeled everything from the B word to overly emotional or to you fill in the blank. These sort of negative stereotypes that say just because she is expressing how she feels, somehow that dictates who she is or what she's capable of, which I personally believe is wrong. I believe that each of us should have the opportunity to express how we're feeling, but I could be alone in that because hearing from you all, which you'll start to hear your comments, a lot of you feel the opposite of what I'm feeling and some of you agree. But today I wanted to talk to somebody who actually is experiencing this. As you know, I allow all of you to hit me up in my direct messages and this person by the name of Jackie hit me up and wanted to share with me her experiences of what it's like to be at work. So we're going to hear from Jackie and talk about what it's like being vulnerable in her position and how that's affecting her life. And then as always, friends, I want to hear from you. I want everyone to know how you all are feeling, because that's when we start to have real conversations and start to get to the core of what's important and what we all agree and feel. So let's get into it, friends. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, Jackie, thank you so much for contacting me and hitting me up. So, before we talk about what you sent to me, I kind of just want to know about you. So, 
Tell me about yourself. Where did you grow up? From Colorado originally. Mm-hmm. Born and raised there. Went to university out there. Even I haven't been there in probably 15 years. Yeah. I still consider myself kind of Colorado homegrown. And that's yeah. my home. Yeah. Um, but moved a lot with the job that I have. So went up to Canada. was in British Columbia for a while. Came out east. Been all over Pennsylvania. And now I actually live in Maryland. Nice. And what's the job that you have? Um, I'm a vice president client experience with a venue management company. Listen, let's, <laughs> let's all take a deep breath because what I love <laughs> is a smart, brilliant boss woman. Okay. I mean, that is as someone who was raised by my sisters and my mom. When I hear women say like, yeah, I um, run this shit, um, <laughs> I get goosebumps and feel very happy. So congratulations Thank on that. You. Thank what you. What has been the journey been like for you getting to that position? Luck. I mean, in a lot of ways, we call it luck. I mean, I think I've done a good job of trying to get there, obviously, with my skills and everything. But started out, honestly, as a part-time ticket seller in the company that I work for when I was in college to make some money to pay for college. Yeah. And was able to grow with the company. So I've been the same company for about 15 years um, in the vice president role for about five years. As you were going through the company over these past 15 years, what challenges did you experience within the company? Early on in my career, I used to think, what do they mean it's tough to be a woman in the industry? I hadn't really experienced it, but I was entry level. Yeah. There was definitely some times in my career where I would apply for jobs knowing I was qualified with the company I was with and would not get them. And I would lose out to them even being told well, women are dramatic. Women take maternity leave. And we don't want to have to worry about what if you want to come back. And I have two kids, two boys, and I've come back, clearly. And I have a VP. So (laughs) I've done it all. I've proven it all. Amen. Amen. Um, But yeah, it's definitely from that side, it wasn't until you kind of get higher in the ranks that you feel it. And I remember the first time I felt it, it was the first time I really understood what it, I guess, felt like to be an outsider in a old boys club kind of is what it was, right? And I was younger as well. You know, um, being on the younger end and being a woman is, can you do this? Can she do it? Are you mature enough? Do you have the capabilities? Um, And I remember the first time I kind of had lost a job and I knew it was most of it because I was a female. I cried. Yeah. And I thought, wow, this is, I've never felt that before. And then it really opened up my eyes to all the other things that happen in that realm. Everyone else that goes through this on a daily basis but the nice part was, you know, we have a women's network and we have a diversity and inclusion. Really, um, we're trying to be really progressive in that and make sure that people don't have to go through what other people have. And we have a lot of supporters, obviously, with our executive team, which has been nice. But being able to go through it, I feel like I can hopefully be an advocate now for people coming and wanting to climb the ranks after me and hopefully one day be above me. Maybe they're my boss one day, but yeah. opening the doors for them. Congratulations, because maybe it's a small feminist in me. Maybe <laughs> it's my, you know, being raised by strong women. I can't imagine the things that you had to go through and then overcame, you know? And I think it's just, it's just, I'm at a loss for words because a bit of me is like thinking of my own sisters and mothers and how much I value them and how I appreciate them and looking at them and realizing that even though I'm African-American male and part of the gay community, there was still privileges that I had as a male. And I look at what they went through and I'm always like, thank you for being strong, but also still being sensitive and still being loving and not losing any part of yourself and still saying, I'm going to still have my kids and still do amazing things because I don't think any man could ever understand what that is like. Of course, being a father, I understand the desire to like, oh, I don't want to leave my kids, but I didn't have to change my body. I didn't have to, you know, do any of these things. And so to hear your triumphs even while dealing with the challenges, is just very inspiring. 
And so now you're in a position where you're VP. Mm-hmm. What is the response you're getting from friends? Because I know that's sort of what you shared with me when you hit me up. Yeah. I mean, with my friends, obviously, my friends are very supportive of it. Yes. Um, a lot of my best friends are people I've kind of worked with throughout my career in the company, different places that I've been are some of my closest friends, and they're very supportive. I think the hardest part is the peers. Within the company. Within the company. Yes. And the main reason is when you're a peer, there's a different relationship you have. And then when someone elevates, it's not necessarily that they're upset about you elevating, but the dynamic changes because now you're in a different position than they are in an executive role. And what happens when I'm sitting in the boardroom now around the table making decisions where before I was – you know, on the front line with them? And do I change as a person? And I've struggled with that, especially kind of first getting into it. I struggled with why don't people want to talk to me about things anymore? Why don't they want to loop me in and we can be friends and be peers? Um, And I had to kind of really sit back and I had some great mentors kind of tell me you're in a different role now. And it's hard for them to feel comfortable sometimes because they're still working out the dynamic of you being in a role as kind of their boss, their supervisor versus their peer. And what do they say to you or how do they act? It all varies. I think a lot of it is it's less personable, right? I can definitely tell they're withholding information or withholding a lot of stuff they'd like to say. It hasn't been a huge struggle, Mm -hmm. but especially first on, it was a very different dynamic because I am so social and I want to be friends with everybody and I want everyone to like me and I want to be part of the group. Kind of feeling like I can't be really in the group because the group's here and I'm kind of on, not an island, but a little bit separated you know, they bring me in when they feel comfortable with what they're talking about. But I know there's definitely conversations that happen without me. And I have to respect that, obviously, as the role that I'm in, that I'm not sitting in that anymore. I've chosen and I've wanted to go the path that I've gone. Um, so respecting their boundaries as well. Yeah. But how does that make you feel? It hurts. Outwardly, I know it. I'm conscious of I shouldn't be upset by it. It's not personal. But still, it feels personal because yeah. I feel would they do that to somebody else? Maybe, maybe not. But it still feels personal, even though I feel on the surface level, it's not personal. Like I tell myself that doesn't mean I feel that. Yeah, it makes complete (laughs) sense. I mean, because we don't realize sometimes what you're experiencing is rejection. Mm -hmm. Rejection in any form hurts. And the thing is, is that when we're in corporate America or with friends or the mixture of the two, things get muddled Mm -hmm. because, yes, they're your peers. But at some point, you know, most of my friends growing up after college were people I worked with because you spend eight hours with them. You talk about your lives. You talk about the people you're dating. You talk about your kids. You talk about everything. And so you do develop this sort of friendship. And then when you start to succeed and they stay in the same position, there's a guilt that's attached with that. Mm -hmm. And then when they change their behavior, you're thinking – I'm the same person. I know the title changed, but it's still me. You know, we we used to hang in that place together. And that sense of rejection is hard. It's really hard. When was the last time you remember outside of this job, maybe when you were younger, remember experiencing rejection? Definitely in high school, I went through some times where, you know, you wanted to fit in with a certain group, but I wasn't cool enough to fit in with that group. I fit in with 10 groups. And so I wasn't really in one, right? Oh, I do musicals. Oh, I do sports. Oh, I'm good at academics. Where do I fall? Mm -hmm. And so I would say I almost just felt rejection in all those aspects because I never was like fully in one of the groups. It's I'm talking to everybody. And so I always still felt on the outside of everybody that I was with and all the different groups that I affiliated with. Yeah. 
So there was a bit of that from high school. Mm-hmm. And then there was a bit of that just climbing the corporate ladder. Mm-hmm. And now you've made the corporate ladder and you're at, at a very great spot. I'm not going to say your top because I believe that you're probably going to go higher. <laughs> but here we go again, more rejection. Mm-hmm. And the reason I asked you that question is because rejection is something that it haunts us if not acknowledged and worked on. And it, it's not that it haunts us in the sense of where it it stops us from succeeding, but it can unconsciously affect our self-esteem. How has it affected your self-esteem? I want to be, I want to fit in so bad sometimes with yeah. groups, with my peers, with the people I you know, work with, whatever it is. I notice myself trying so hard to, not to be somebody I'm not, but in a way trying to fit in, making sure, you know, am I pulling back a little bit of who I am? So I don't feel rejected. Yeah. And again, I mean, I, I see it. I know I'm doing it. But it's so hard to fully say I'm confident where I'm going. I'm happy where I'm at because there's still the part where, you know, my style, my behavioral style I know is very social. So yeah. I know I want to be in the groups, but it doesn't always work that way. Yeah. You know, the hardest part about rejection is the vulnerability that comes with it to actually solve that. Because it's hard to say to those old friends, I feel bad right now. And especially in corporate America, especially women, we feel if you get angry, now you're a bitch versus a guy getting angry and he's acting like a boss. Or if you get emotional, all of a sudden you're whiny or whatever the word may be, where if a guy got emotional, it's like, look, he's like showing passion, you know, and it's that double form. And so now your friendship circles, which should be the things that hold you and give you comfort, especially in these eight to 10 hours where... Mm -hmm. It's a no man's land. You know what I mean? It's like you're just going through and trying your best and doing what you can to not be able to be vulnerable with the people that you're around is is hurtful. And then it's like I can't be vulnerable. So now I have to just deal with the rejection. And so now I'm just going through a phase where it's like, okay, I know I'm being rejected. I don't feel good about it, but it creates a cycle. And that's the cycle you feel like you're in? Absolutely. And I think the hardest part about it is – it's the facade of having to always feel like and show, oh, I'm happy. Oh, find the positive in every single day, every yeah. every ounce. And there's definitely times where I know I don't feel comfortable showing that I'm having a down day. I feel my job is to have everybody lifted up 100% of the time, all the time. And I can't be down because if I'm down, everyone that relies on me to be happy and upbeat and find the best in the situation, what are they going to do? I'm sure that's like you with motherhood as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I've got a great husband that, you know, he struggled a little bit with depression. And so that was another piece where I'm like, I have to always be happy around him. I can't show him that I'm upset because I've got to be strong for him so he can get through all of this. Yeah. And I mean, it's all been great. But then there's times where sometimes, as bad as it sounds, sometimes I just want to feel sad for who I am. Yeah. I want to say I've had a tough day. It sucked today. I wasn't happy. People hurt my feelings. But I don't do that, honestly. Why? Letting my guard down. Because if I let my guard down and people think that I'm unhappy, do my friends only like me because I'm happy all the time? Yeah. Am I promoted only because I'm positive all the time? And I start to question all the reasons why things are done. Is it because I was putting on this facade of always being upbeat? And so I keep it up as often as possible. Yeah. See, what's happening is because you're not allowing yourself to be vulnerable, your loyalty is now landing on external factors than on internal factors. And so what you have to do is you have to practice being 
loyal to yourself. And the loyal, what do you think? <laughs> it's hard. It is. It's it very is. hard, yeah. Because you've practiced doing this where you're loyal to other people so that you can protect yourself. You practice making sure that I'm not going to be vulnerable and I'm going to be happy so that everyone else will like me. I won't get the rejection. I'll keep going in life. And it's not fair to you at all. It's not fair to you as a wife. It's not fair to you as a mother. It's not fair to you as a friend. It's not fair to you as someone in corporate America. It's not fair that you have to be loyal to everyone else and have to compromise your vulnerability. What are you thinking about? No, I mean, it's it like it makes me emotional a little bit because it's all the stuff that I, again, I know, Yeah. but I, I keep it down, yeah. right? And I say it to myself all the time and I say it's okay. You know, and you have those moments when I'm driving home from work where I just cry and sometimes I don't know why I'm crying. Yeah. I mean, it's because everything's built up Yeah. and I just cry, but I cry to myself. I don't cry to a lot of other people. And when I get emotional in front of other people, I'm so embarrassed by it yeah. because a lot of the reasons you said, right? Oh, you know, I'm very passionate and I'm, I, I'm very empathetic and I won't change that about who I am. And as a female, sometimes that doesn't help trying to grow your career. Mm-hmm. But I refuse to because I care about other people so much. I don't want to change that about myself. But I don't show the emotion. Like I said, I hide it. And so now, I mean, now I'm feeling it because you're saying all these things that I know exist. But I still feel like I have to be strong about it, right? Yeah. Well, the first thing to do is in those moments is acknowledging it. So you do it mentally, but it's also about saying it out loud. So sometimes it's so important for us on our emotional growth is to be able to say what's in our mind outside. Because when we keep it in our heads, we it starts to fester and starts to turn into this dark spot in our minds that it's like, oh, I know that's a dark, scary place over there, so I'm going to avoid it. But then everything keeps piling up. And that's really a, a way for people to visualize how depression and anxiety happens because it turns into a little small marble that goes into a bigger ball, a bigger ball, until it clouds your mind. And I'm not saying that you're there yet by any means, but if you keep holding on to it, eventually you're not going to, you're going to get to that place where the anxiety or depression could get worse. And so what I want you to do is anytime you feel like I want to be vulnerable in this moment and you decide to choose to be loyal to someone else versus yourself, you have to say it out loud. You have to say in this moment, and again, everything in life is practice. It's the reason you're a VP now, because you practice doing what you got to do. Your skill set came better. That's what school is. People think like, oh, you're smarter than me. It's no, I know how to practice exactly more. I, you know, exactly. It's really what it is. And so you're practicing. And so when you feel that in your head of I'm not going to be vulnerable, I'm going to put it down. You have to say, even if it's quiet, I need to be loyal to myself right now. That's going to be your little mantra. I need to be loyal to myself right now. Knowing that being loyal to yourself means being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And you'll start saying it louder and louder. To one point, you'll be able to say, I actually need to be loyal to myself right now. And what happens is that when you say that, it sounds like a very assertive, yet strong, yet there is some vulnerability in there. Mm -hmm. And it's clear enough that people can understand it. So if you can practice saying that mantra to yourself, I'm going to be loyal to myself right now, it gives you an opportunity to then be able to then say, right now, you made me feel this way and I need to express it. 
for me, it's about a small solution that allows you to get to a place. Mm-hmm. Because once you're able to say it out loud and you're able to express that to your, your friends and peers that you work with, if they don't get it, then guess what? You've grown past them and that's okay too. Because sometimes people are emotionally on a different growth level than others and we feel like part of that I'm putting their being loyal to them first. We stay on their emotional level instead of saying, either you catch up with me or mm-hmm. it's okay that I we transition this relationship into something new. Right. Because you're already kind of doing that where you're like, okay, I know you're not talking to me. We're not having the same communication, but it's still rooted in rejection because you haven't had the opportunity to be vulnerable with them and be loyal to yourself. And so that way when you are loyal to yourself and you can tell them what you're feeling, if they're not there and they're not receptive, you then can say, oh, I'm not being rejected. This has nothing to do with me. You're not emotionally grown. You're still emotionally stagnant. You're not where you need to be. Does that help you? Yeah. I mean, it does. I think the emotional growth piece hits home. And and saying, like you, you know, said, I need to be loyal to myself right now. Yeah. It, it has to be about me. And me being the best version of me is only going to help still everyone else that I'm around because I don't have to be someone I'm not, hold everything in. Yeah. So it's just having those moments to myself and things change. Transitions happen. Yeah. I read a book about transitions because we do it a lot and I'm a big believer in trying to overcome that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I know I want to get to the new beginning of who I can be in the future and where I want to go, but I'm still a little bit tied to who I've always been, yeah. you know, emotionally with my friends, with my career path. So it's that tug of war right now. Yeah. And it's taking that plunge of saying, you know, I'm going to be loyal to myself. Mm-hmm. It's okay that I'm growing past where I'm, I've been. Yes. And I want to be better because I've got a great career and a great life ahead of me. I'm young and I don't want to be stuck feeling like this all the time. Oh, you are amazing. <laughs> you are amazing. I see why you VP. All right. I, <laughs> seriously, because you, you get it. And that's all it takes. I just want to hear you before we finish this conversation say clearly, I'm going to be loyal to myself. I'm going to be loyal to myself. Say it even louder. I'm going to be loyal to myself. That's what it is. Just practice that and you'll be okay. Can I have a hug? Absolutely. This was great. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I think it's absolutely okay to be emotional and vulnerable at work, especially if you're in a position of leadership. It helps your employees know that you care about them, and it also shows that you're a human going through something. And if you need to step away from the register because you're having a hard day. That shouldn't be a problem to have an open dialogue with your coworkers or your boss. I don't think it is. I feel like that when you're at work, you should have a level of professionalism and that you shouldn't bring emotion and other things of that nature from outside into work. Because a smile on somebody's face can change that person's day. Even if you are having a bad day, if I come across someone throughout the course of the day and I got a smile on my face even though I'm having a bad day, it might make them feel better. I'm, I'm the type of person to keep private life and work separate. I think there's a stigma, whether it's fair or not, that being emotional or crying at work shuts down your argument. Whether it's fair or not, I think when you let your emotions take over in an argument or disagreement or whatever it is at work, then it almost discredits your opinion, but it makes people stop hearing you. So I think if you can digest your emotions and like take it all in and then come back with an answer without putting your emotions on other people, it's easier to get your point across. So, friends, I'm so excited to be joined by someone who I admire, I love, I think is the Lucille Ball of our generation. I'm so excited to be joined by the talented and amazing Raven Simone. Raven. Hey, Karamo. Hey, boo. How are you, boo? I'm good. Thank you for um, coming. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, of course. Um, r- by the way, Raven gave me my first acting job a couple <laughs> months ago. And um, she was so sweet because the entire time I know I was struggling and she was giving me such kind notes. You were doing great, actually. You weren't struggling at all. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. But you were very gentle with your notes and very much like, hey, so take it back. Try this. And I was like, all right, I'm learning from a genius. Um, <laughs> you already know. So um, Raven Simone, uh, you know, the character, That's So Raven, is iconic. Mm-hmm. And I kind of shared with you before we started this that I didn't know where we were going to go with this interview. And then my assistant said, you taught her and her friends how to feel confident and know that they could do anything. And I thought, like, how amazing is that for you to have that influence at such a young age? of knowing that you're teaching another generation that it's okay. So when you hear stuff like that, how does it feel? I'm disconnected to the feeling a little bit because uh, I did it and the courage that you're seeing is from a place of, I got to get this work done. Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking about what's happening to others when I'm doing this job. It feels great to hear that I've helped so many. It feels great to meet those and hearing the stories of overcoming obstacles because of a show watch or a song listen, that's makes me feel so good. But um, it's hard because I work all the time and I don't 
I'm not choosing the job like, you know what, this is going to change someone's life. Yeah. Let me do it, you know? Yeah. And when I hear that, I'm like, Raven Baxter was the craziest character in the world. She gave no Fs. <laughs> and I'm glad that uh, people caught that as confidence. I appreciate that. <laughs> was that your decision? Or was, like, was that like... That was the character description. And then it morphs eventually, you know, once you sit in a character for a while... Mm-hmm. You, the writers, and the whole entire company, we all, you know, we blend our ideas together and eventually it becomes what you see. But you were there for Monday from top to bottom. Everyone's noting and noting and noting. So, you know, it's a a jambalaya pot of things. But um, I cannot take all the credit. I love it because what y'all can't see is Raven is um, being a mom right now. Dog mom, dog mom, dog mom. (laughs) I'm going to start rumors. Um, These dogs respond to her like, they're like, mama said no. Yeah, they don't play. One's named Budapest and one's Vienna. And uh, they have to come to work with me because that's just how life goes. Are you a cat person as well? I love cats. And I had one, but I moved and I had to give it away. I had two and I had to give them away. Um, as soon as I unpack my house and get everything together, I want to get some cats. But I heard you have a dog too. I have two dogs. Yeah. But I can't do cats. Too independent. I'm codependent like you can't even imagine. That's why I've never been single. I like to be in a relationship. I can own my truth. I've is. been in a relationship since I was 16 and never been single. Good. Dogs come and they want to be around you and they need you and they want to cuddle. And I got one cat for a week. And she looked at me one day like, I don't need you. And I said, uh-uh. We gotta, we gotta, <laughs> I, we, I don't need you either. We got to break up. <laughs> I, I can't be in this relationship. It feels unhealthy. And so... Oh, they will do that. I mean, yeah. they will. Okay, so yes, we're on set, you know, Raven's um, Raven's, Raven's Home, home which is amazing. the fourth season. Congratulations. Uh, Raven's Home, I'm super excited. Thank you very much. And so when I think about how amazing you are is that you're not just acting anymore. You are the boss. You are EPing and you are directing. Why was it important for you to take on those roles as well? It's important to take on those roles because my future in my head does not only show me acting. It shows Mm -hmm. me doing a lot of different other things. So why not learn from a company that does it best and take advantage of the opportunities around me as we're speaking? Directing, I was fortunate enough to do episodes here at Raven's Home, but I did another one on another show. And Disney Channel is really helping me conquer that fear of like getting my toes wet and directing other people, not just people that I've worked with. Um, what is the fear you have? That because I'll you're such suck? an extreme, really? Because I... you're such an amazing actress that I feel like it. You know, I'm I'm new to this, so I don't know what exactly all the entails of the director. But I feel like if you're an actress, you know kind of what comes on. That idea is one of the reasons it took me so long to direct. Mm-hmm. Because if you yeah. think that way and don't do the work, don't do your shots, don't do the backstory, don't do the checklist of what if this happens and a crane messes up and it falls, like then you are just going in there with, for me, a pure ego instead of a place of learning. Mm. And being that it's a new title for me at 34, you know, now if you ask me to get on a set and here's a script, oh, my ego's huge. Yeah. But this is a new title for me. This is a new journey. And there's so many people that have come before me that I've never met, that I've worked with, that knows me. And every single person tells me, do the work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't just come up and I'm an actress, therefore I'm a director. No, you're an actress who wants to direct, who's learning. Good. And that's what I am right now. I'm learning and I'm okay to take that position because eventually I will be a beast and that's okay. I just have to take my time. You better preach (laughs) on it. I just have to take my time. That's all. (laughs) Are you willing to express that you have that fear to people? I tell the truth. Yeah. And I don't think- Is that hard? 
To tell the truth? Yeah, especially like about women in positions of power. There's a different standard that they hold you to than some sloppy guy who comes in here and could do a half-assed job. You know, that's just the reality of it. And then you learning, doing, and having a fear, are you willing to able to express to somebody like, I'm I'm nervous, I'm scared? Every single time I express when I'm nervous, I express when I'm jealous, I express when I'm nervous, and express when I'm happy. Mm. How does that make you feel being able to like have that freedom to do that? I've always done it. Yeah. It doesn't feel anything. It's how I am. Yeah. But where did that come from? Are your parents like that? Or like, was your mother someone who said it's okay to be vulnerable and like express how you're feeling? No. No. Because a lot of women from my experience, especially like I'm the only boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I have four older sisters and I was raised by my mother because my father was an asshole. Mm-hmm. And um, two of my sisters are very much like you. They were in a space where they felt very comfortable of like expressing how they feel. And the two of my sisters are not. They hold it all in. And I think the two sisters who were around my father, who was abusive to my mother, picked up sort of like, hold it in, don't express, where the other two who were younger were like, no, I could give a hell. So I'm just wondering, where did you find that courage or find the ability to be able to express? I have no idea. It's just who I am as a person. I don't know. I'm sure I picked it up from somewhere, but I have not gone to that part of my therapy session yet. Yeah. (laughs) So what would you do to encourage someone else, some other person out there that wants to be vulnerable and express themselves? Who are you? Are you a vulnerable person? Do you know how to express yourself? Do you know if you have feelings? Do you know what those feelings names are? We have more feelings than just happy, sad, mad. Mm -hmm. There's so many emotions that we have that as young children, the majority of us are taught to hide Suck it up, don't cry, whatever. I don't want to give advice to someone who wants to be vulnerable. They try to be, and it smacks them in the face. So it really is just doing self-reflection, doing self-meditation, doing um, self-realization work. That's all it is because you might not be the person who needs to be vulnerable. Your asset might be, you know, the brick wall that a vulnerable person needs, Mm. And therefore, you can find your vulnerability in someone else mm. to help you bring that out. Some people are made for it and some people are. Yeah. Do you have an issue with people who are vulnerable at work or do you encourage it? I don't have an issue with it. I think that I have an issue when you don't know how to walk that tightrope. Mm-hmm. There's moments where you can show your vulnerable side so that we're all connecting. But then there's moments when you do need to suck it up because we're at work. And what are those moments? Taking things super personally when it's not about you at all, when it's about the character or when it's about a note or when it's about, you know, wardrobe, hair, anything. It's it's not being taken personally. I think that's a pet peeve of mine. Vulnerability when it's time to explain why you don't understand something so that we can help you get over it. Mm. Vulnerability of, you know, this scene is a little too close to home. How am I going to do it? You know, yeah. there's there's a fine line of dealing with it. Yeah, I think that's actually really good tips because I think a lot of times people think that vulnerability is this sort of monolithic thing that it just only comes in one way. And I think what you just said about like being able to check yourself and realize, especially at work, I love vulnerability in all places. I think it's great, like you just said, of being able to express what you're feeling so people don't start to fill in the blanks for you. But also sometimes people can take that and say, oh, well, you didn't like my hair. And it's like, it's not, it's not about you right now. It's actually we're just trying to make the best product. Exactly. So how can you separate the two? And I think that's a really good tip for people. That's what people need to learn. I mean, come on now. Actress, director, <laughs> vulnerability specialist. <laughs> what, no, honey. What, okay. What's next for you? I'm in the studio right now. I'm going to be releasing. Music? Yeah. Don't play with me. 
<laughs> Don't play with me. Oh, no, no, no. I Your ne- boo thing heard it. I, I never. Really? He and he didn't play it. it for me. He's yeah. standing in the car. He does uh, not want to hear about me or anybody else when he gets home, and I don't blame him. What? No. Because I'm I'm old school. I had the first Raven Simone um rap album. Like, see, that's that's old school. I am. That's like, cray cray. Want to um, hear something? Yes. I did this album with my friends, and we're releasing it, and it's doing great, and it's on the radio. It's going to be on the radio, and whatever. And then we got back in the studio to work on some more. And before we did, my mom said she can do other kinds of music too. And my friends were like, what are you talking about? And she said, why don't you do this kind of song on her? So we did one song, maybe January 4th. And what is it now? February? Yeah, whatever. February something. I already have 10 more songs ready to go and release. Wow. But can you pause it for a second so he can hear it? I can just say to everyone, we had to take a little bit of a break, <laughs> and I just heard what's coming next, and I promise you, God honest, <laughs> on my life, it is fire. <laughs> it is fire. And I wasn't expecting it. Wow. I can see now why you get, because I have chills right now, God honest. Like, that is, that is powerful. It's my release. I'm, yeah. I go in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I close the door and I release. Just even when you're talking about it, your whole spirit lights up. Yeah, it's yeah. different. Yeah, but in a great way. In a comfortable, restful way. Yeah. You know, like, I've done all kinds of things. I've had five albums. I've done pop, r and B. I've done soundtrack. I've done everything. But nothing really resonated with myself and nothing resonated with the crowds as much as I think this will because this is a truth. Yeah. The other ones were a nice pretty gift basket with yeah. some truths inside but mm. not the full truth. You feel the truth and vulnerability in that that music. Like you feel definitely it. vulnerable. Yeah. Definitely vulnerable. Already had my panic attacks, already had my anxiety attacks because I've never told such truths. First of all, I know you say like you wake up and you just do it because you've just been a performer. But literally from your acting to this music, you continue to inspire us. And um, I'm just so happy to be in your presence. Thank you so much for being here. Everyone, Raven Simone. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's okay to be emotional and vulnerable at work depending on your circumstances because I don't think there's anything wrong with hiding your emotions. If you're upset about something, then I think there's a classy way to go about discussing what's bothering you. I don't necessarily think you should be screaming in someone's face or crying in the bathroom every day because clearly that's a deeper underlying issue. But being able to talk about what you're feeling is important in any setting. I think it's a good thing to be emotional and vulnerable at work. I think there's certain levels of that that are appropriate for a workplace. You know, you don't want to go into work and just spill your beans to everybody. But I think work is a place where most of us spend most of our lives. We spend a lot of our times at work, and we spend a lot of time around our coworkers. And I think it's unhealthy to remain kind of walled off and not vulnerable in some way around the people that you spend a lot of your time around. Listen, friends, vulnerability is something that is really important for us to feel whole as human beings. I wholeheartedly believe that. 
When we stifle our vulnerability and when we stifle our emotions is when we start to see negative things happening in our lives and in our relationships with other people. But how do you navigate that? Hopefully after today's conversation, you've gotten some tips and tools that can really guide you in navigating your emotions at work. Because at the end of the day, if you're feeling something, it's important to express it. But understanding how to express what you're feeling and also feeling safe in your environment is so important. And so I want to make sure that everyone knows that as you're going through your life, don't hide who you are or what you're feeling. Because that is part of your superpower. It's part of what's going to make you great and it's part of what's going to allow you to soar to new heights. So as always, friends, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you to Raven being a special guest today. And thank you for everyone who shared their point of view. Hopefully, when you talk to your friends and your family members, you'll be able to think about this conversation and understand where someone is coming from if they're being vulnerable at work and not judge and not jump to conclusions. All right, friends, as always, I love you and take care. Karamo is presented by Luminary Media. It is hosted by me, Karamo. Music by Ernie Wooden. Remember, friends, this is an entertainment advice show. If you need direct help or direct advice on a physical, mental, or emotional issue that you are dealing with, please contact a licensed professional in your town who can advise you. And as always, friends, take care of yourself so that we can take care of each other. For more healing, growth, and a real conversation, check out another episode of Karamo. Hey, friends! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.